Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Empowered Eating Podcast. My name is Lauren Boleen, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach, here to teach you all about intuitive eating and healing your relationship with food and body. So to get started again after a couple months break from the podcast, I wanted my first episode to answer this great question that I got from my friend Kayla on Instagram, which is, how do I talk to other people about my intuitive eating journey? And the truth is, how you talk about this is going to be totally dependent on the situation you're in, you know, do you feel comfortable opening up and talking about it? It's gonna depend on your relationship with the person you're talking to. Are they someone who's open to hearing the approach you're taking? Or maybe it's not the right conversation to have. And it's, you know, whether or not that's appropriate, it's likely gonna depend on that person's relationship with dieting and food and their own body. You know, if you're talking to someone who's still very, very much sold on diet culture and weight loss as a way to improve health, it maybe won't be a productive conversation and that's okay. So because there's a lot of factors around how to talk about this with someone, um, really what I want to do is just give you some reminders of what to think about going into those conversations. And the first one is that I want you to remember, just because you're so done with dieting, you're so done with weight cycling and feeling like shit around food and not knowing what to eat and being confused, it doesn't mean everyone else is there. It doesn't mean everyone else is ready to let go of that possibility that we're sold from diet culture, that losing weight will improve your life and make you healthier And that the only way to go about that, again, is to restrictively diet in order to lose weight over paying attention to everything else, like mental health and the actual sustainability of that habit. So if you're having a conversation with someone and you're feeling frustrated that they're not hearing you, maybe you need to recognize that it's just not a conversation to have. And I think that's the first and foremost thing I want to tell you because it also kind of leads me into my second point here, which is you don't owe an explanation of your decisions to anyone else. You are the expert of your body. You're the only one who knows your history with dieting, with restriction, with binging, with weight cycling, you know, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight over and over and over. You are the only one who's lived that experience and knows what it feels like and knows whether or not continuing down that path is what's actually going to improve your health long-term or if that's not for you. And, you know, it can be very difficult. This is something I find myself talking about with the women in the empowered eating community often is how do we, how, how do we be okay with you know, making this radical change and seeing these results and not feeling like we have to justify it to other people. Hey, it's something you got to learn. And it's something, you know, in my program, we really work on building self-trust in our decisions around health and whether or not we continue to follow what everyone else around us is doing. And my clients find that they feel a whole lot better once they learn to trust themselves and not really care about what other people are doing. And it is possible to do that. 
So if you find yourself in a conversation about health, about weight loss, and people start asking you what you're up to, and it doesn't feel comfortable to you to dive into intuitive eating and have to feel like you have to explain it, especially if you're still learning. You know, I've heard a lot that it's hard to explain to other people when you're still trying to figure it out yourself. I just want to give you that reminder again, you don't owe anyone an explanation. You can say you're not really up to anything. You can say whatever you want to move through that conversation without having to engage if that's not what you're interested in, or you feel like you're talking to someone who may not be receptive to it. Again, you are the expert of your own body in the way that you also have the right to decide what uh, what conversations you do or don't engage in. So again, 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 you don't owe an explanation to anyone that you've given up dieting, that you've given up weight loss and why, and you are the only expert of your body. Again, the same way that you're the expert of your body, everyone else is the expert of their own bodies. (laughs) It is not your job in these conversations when they may come up to convince anyone that they have to become an intuitive eater or that they have to stop setting weight-focused goals. They get to make that decision. And as again, as frustrating as it can be to see someone struggling with something that you struggled with and now you have such a better understanding of why it's happening, maybe you're even starting to see these amazing changes in your relationship with food and how you see yourself, and you just want to help them, you just want to convince them that what you're doing is so good and it's working, That's just not how it works, especially with something like giving up weight loss and that sense of control we feel like it'll bring to our lives if we can accomplish it. People aren't always going to be ready to let that go. Um, Another thing that's come up a lot for me in conversations with people is the fact that truly when they were in a smaller body, they were treated better. And that's a fact. Again, living in this fat phobic society, fat phobic healthcare system, Um, you know, venues where they don't make seating that's accessible for everyone, airplanes, bathroom, like public bathrooms, things like this, like the world truly is created for smaller bodies. And so you have to respect people that if that's what they feel is the most important to them is to keep, um, chasing that smaller body, keep trying to lose weight because it feels safer you can't convince someone that they're wrong. They are the only ones that know their lived experience the same way you do, the same way you only know yours. So it can be tough, but that's really important when you head into any of these conversations is to know that it is not, um, it's not about convincing anyone. It's about explaining what's working for you and what's making you feel better. And that's all you can do. I think one thing that can really help if you are wanting to open up more about intuitive eating and about the changes it's making in your life is making sure that you are doing some reading and getting a basic understanding of why so many healthcare providers, especially registered dietitians, are moving in this direction of weight-neutral care. Why are we giving up weight as an indicator of health? So some things that it would be good for you to understand is you know, what is the history of the weight loss industry? Where did it come from? Who's benefiting from women being stuck on this endless cycle of dieting and then falling off the wagon, the weight loss and the weight regain? 
who's benefiting from all the money we spend on these programs, these weight loss programs that they know won't work when they sell it to us. Um, I think it can be helpful to look into the history of the BMI and understand how that has become such a pivotal thing that we use to determine someone's health status when in reality it was created by a eugenicist for some research study, like not, not something that should be generalized and used in healthcare today in 2022. Um, understand the statistics behind dieting and whether or not they work long-term. Some of these basic facts may just be easier for for you to help you explain what intuitive eating is and why it's such a promising future for healthcare. I think what can also help kind of in conjunction with knowing some of that research, especially around the effectiveness of diets and the result of weight cycling is maybe if the person you're talking to is open to it, you could ask them questions about their history with dieting. You know, really try and, um, especially I know a lot of people who have friends where you've always dieted together or your family, you've always dieted together. Um, bring up that history, ask about that history, ask about their history with food, ask if they feel stressed and guilty when they eat. Um, ask if they really feel like dieting again, sounds like a fun idea or something they want to do. And then remind them, you know, Hey, dieting isn't the only way. When did you feel good? What, what things have you done in the past that have made you feel good? And then let's think about how you, it is possible to do those things without focusing on the number on the scale. So maybe your friend is really into biking and they've always done it in the past to lose weight, helping them understand that cycling can be something that becomes really fun without the stress of having to lose weight to make it count, that may really help someone shift their mindset and their understanding about why weight-neutral healthcare and this weight-neutral approach to caring for yourself really is possible and really can be (laughs) life-changing. If there's one thing that you remember from this podcast episode today, I want you to remember, if there's one thing I want you to remember, it's these two things that I'm going to tell you next. Okay. The first one is your goal should only be to plant a seed, not to win an argument. Like I said before, not to convince anyone that you're right. You don't get to be right. Everybody has to decide what's best for themselves, okay? So the thing that you really can accomplish in these conversations is simply getting into that person's head that it is possible to stop focusing on weight, to stop focusing on the number on the scale, that it is possible to stop counting calories, to stop tracking every bite of food you eat, to stop obsessing over whether what you did was right or wrong and how you're going to have to make up for it later, Just let them know it's possible. Show them by the way you live your life and how comfortable you start to feel in your body and how at ease you feel around food, what it means to let go of weight loss and diet culture. Show them with your actions and when you're speaking to them, just focus on planting a seed, not winning an argument or convincing. And then the last thing that I have to remind you today, 
ultimately, no matter what you say, some people are still going to choose to focus on weight loss and they are still going to keep dieting. They are still going to keep going through these cycles for who knows how long, maybe the rest of their lives. But again, and I feel like this is my point of the whole podcast, it's up to each and every one of us what we do with our bodies through and through. Every decision we make about our bodies should be up to us. So you can't change somebody's mind if they're not ready or willing for it to be changed. And that's not your fault. What you can do, again, is live through your actions, show people what it's like to be comfortable in your own body and to not be stuck in diet culture. Focus on works on what works for you the best. Make sure you're really trusting yourself, that you know what's best for you, that you are the expert of your body and follow through. Show up for yourself. That's going to really help you also build resilience because you are going to continue to be surrounded by people who are still going to be dieting and talking shit on themselves and talking about food a certain way that's not helpful for anyone. The only person you can focus on and control is yourself. So these are the reminders I want to give you as you think about talking to other people about your intuitive eating journey. And then from there, I mean, outside of that, just be honest, be open with whatever you're comfortable sharing. People really appreciate knowing that they're not alone and that they're not failing and that it's not, (laughs) you know, they're not the one person who can't stick to a diet. It's so helpful to help people understand there's a reason why this is happening and it's not just because you're bad. (laughs) Diet culture has spent so, so long convincing us that it's our fault, so you maybe get to be that person who changes that person's mind and helps them realize, hey, maybe I don't have to diet forever. Plant that seed. Okay. I really hope this has been helpful. Um, If you do have any other questions about how to talk to someone, if you have like a specific person or a specific situation, no, you can always reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at dietitian period Lauren Boleen. I'm also on TikTok with that handle. And then you can send me an email to bolienutrition at gmail.com. I'd love to chat with you. We could even schedule a free 15-minute chat where I can answer some questions for you or help you learn a little bit more about intuitive eating, help you practice having a conversation about it. Really, whatever you want, I'm here for you. So that's what I'm going to leave you with today. And thank you so much for tuning back into the Empowered Eating Podcast. <laughs>